Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And I'm Dave. I'm Chris. And today we are recording in a very special new location on uh, the west side of Manhattan, in the home where I grew up. And funnily enough, we have a special guest who's also my father, Alan. Welcome to Dopey. Yes, it's really nice to be here. <laughs> I'm very excited for this. I'm sure the Dopey Nation wants to hear what's going to happen. Yes. Um, my father is a very, very sweet and kindly, uh, albeit going senile, older <laughs> man. That's and, not true. <laughs> and um, I say he's going senile because he's made the mistake of listening to Dopey. Oh, hmm. yeah. well, what, I, what prompted <laughs> you to listen to Dopey? Well, I'm very interested in, in how you're doing, and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I, I keep hoping for the best all, all the time, and then listening to Dopey, I'm not so sure this is so great. But you know he wouldn't be recording Dopey if he was getting high, so at least there's that relief. I, I really think that, that the drug thing, I think, is over. There's no over for the drug thing. It just it's don't don't think that. I shouldn't think. <laughs> you that. shouldn't bother. What, so you could be disappointed if ever the the stupid thing comes back. Oh, you, you mean it really could happen again? It's like how could it? How could you say it couldn't happen? Give your father a break. Just tell him it's never going to happen again. Why? Do you tell your father that? Do you tell your father that? Yes. You say it's never going to happen again. Yeah, I don't go and explain. It's like telling to a Jew that the Holocaust can't happen again. <laughs> It, it can Chris, always happen again. Chris, he always said that over and over again, that he wasn't doing it, that it's never going to happen again. And believe me, I've been through it a few times more than I want to be through it. So it doesn't matter what he says. Okay. I always, well, hold I'm on. Always but that. don't you think it's better than that I say it could happen again? Because every Absolutely. time I said it could happen a again, answer. I did do it. It's a, it's a very, very honest answer. That's what I tell my dad. I like that. That's a good answer. I tell my dad, I, I, I don't say that exactly, it's never going to happen. I say that, like, you know, once I use, the, the decision is out of my hands if I continue to use, but I have the decision to go to AA to work some sort of program, and that I'll do that. That's I've what you say that. to your father? Well, because he's, well, he's sober, too, so he knows the deal. But what I'm saying is, like, you never say, it's done. Well, we really got through another one, Dad. It's done. <laughs> you know, you don't say that. Your dad no. understands addiction. Yeah, you know? no, I don't say that. Huh? I don't say that. No. Now, um, Wait, before you continue, I just want to say, Mr. You can call him Alan. Should I, should I call you Alan? I, I feel like... Oh, you're you allowed to use my name. <laughs> we use all of our first... Oh, I, crap! I, 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 I'll beep that. I'll beep it. No, no, no. I'll go through and fix it. Don't worry. He'll fix he's it. not bright. <laughs> he, he thinks he's being respectful, but he's totally... I was totally trying to be respectful. Yeah. He does the exact opposite. <laughs> Classic. But anyway, so I met Alan literally 30 minutes ago. He's a wonderful man, and it just leaves me wondering, how did Dave turn out the way he did? David was the sweetest little kid ever. Uh, I don't know when he turned. <laughs> I have no idea why he turned. But I think he's back now to being the same sweet little kid that he used to be. Oh, I'm a sweet little kid. I'm an old, I'm an old man. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but you know what? I think there's, there's a huge part of, of the years that he was not himself that caused this um, lack of maturity. You know where where the things are missing. Yeah. You know, like uh, how to live in the real world. What well, we call it, it, it. Listen, 
there were years that I couldn't have possibly have matured because I was on heroin. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> but but you know, all I was thinking is you were talking about maturity, like there's some other side. But I mean, I'm not always seeing it with you. What's that? Your maturity level. What do you don't see my maturity level? No. What? This is like, this is <laughs> fantasy here. Listen. Bottom line. Uh, there was a, a great state of uh, suspended adolescence or arrested development, but I've been, I think that, sure, you know, I was a older child, but I work very hard and I do my thing, and I think the maturity is coming back into place. Would you disagree with that? No, I think, it, I think it's great. In I fact, great. you know what happened this week? I got my first credit card secured again in years. If that's not maturity, I don't know what is. <laughs> no, that is. That's a good sign. And that's who goes to work every day? You? I go to school. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a certain maturity in, in, in well, providing let's talk, Why don't we family? talk about this show, though? Yeah, let's talk, well, let's talk about the show. But before, I want to get a little serious for a second and yeah. ask you, what was the first time you were like, there's something wrong with Dave? He's working for this uh, this uh, television production company where he has his own television show. He's making more money than his mother and I are making. And I say, Dave, do you need some help with handling your finances? And he says, no, I got everything under control. And I said to, to my wife, I said, I don't know, there's something going on here. That, uh, and I was, I was very upset about that. And then oh, I just forgot about it. And then we, we just happened to get one phone call one night. Uh, I can paint about, this. Yeah, about can, a year later. Shall I set the scene? Yeah, that sure. was not a good Shall good I set thing. the scene from their end or from my end? Well, you don't know our end. I let's, do know your you end. set the scene from their end and then let's hear what the it's true accurate. story yeah. is. Well, it, I was uh, 24 or 23, I think. And uh, I was working at this, or maybe 25, 24, 25, 23, something like that. And I was working at this production company, and I was fucked up, you know, I was really fucked up. And uh, I was making a lot of money, and, but I was spending all, and my rent was $300 a month. I was spending all of my money on, on dope and pills and weed. Mm -hmm. And um, so I spent my whole paycheck every week. I would be broke. You know, I, I'd have to borrow money from neighbors. Um, and I have to say, before we go on, I make light of all of this stuff, but obviously I, uh, I went through hell and I put my, my very sweet father through hell and my family through hell. And, um, you know, all I can do is try to be the best version of myself that I can be now. I like to make jokes about it, but obviously I know it's very serious. Yeah. Now back to the story. Uh, it's good you qualified that. That's important. It's yeah. true. Look yeah. at my poor dad. He's like going to break down. <laughs> yeah, well, the family end of this is very, very, very difficult. Uh, we, we had a horrible, horrible many, many, many years. Yeah. Terrible, terrible problems with this. And, but, uh, this is going to be the worst episode we ever did. <laughs> no, no, this is going to be You've wrong. already had worse episodes already. I can tell you you've had worse episodes. This is the this. real deal here. This is like, you know, we get you, to laugh about it in retrospect while our not, loved ones sit there and just witness it, you know, with no yeah, chemical. I can't I, wait till we have your parents on the show. I, 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 I think you are, you are 
all of these, quote, people with these addiction problems, I guess, uh, obviously, they have no way of knowing what they're causing for the rest of the family while they're doing the addiction problems. Maybe you'll know after the fact. You know Maybe after you know that. Fact, you know after. after. The you know bottom line is, though, because of the maturity piece and yeah. because you're high on drugs, you don't care. Yeah, and as soon as you care a little bit, you just do some more drugs. And you forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... You know, at, you know, with a little bit of clean time and a little bit of maturity. Oh, oh thank God the food there's is There's the Thai food. We're going to pause it. All right, so we just... Are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. How come it's not rolling? Though? It's rolling. How come I don't see any lines? Because you can't see it. I can see it. Well, I don't see any lines. It's going. Look at it. It's got a little so, tiny so line. So this is what you guys do. You talk about stuff working or not working when it is working and the whole audience out there is hearing you talking about is it working or is it not they're working they're all high though they think it's funny yeah <laughs> I thought you were speaking to audiences of all kinds of people like including family members who don't really want to hear what's going on they seem to really like it yeah. we've had an overwhelmingly positive response from family members it's very real what when we talk about what's going on. Why do you suppose the new microphone shows such a small... Because it's meant for one person and we're using it for three. That's not why. Here, let me see. Do the lines get bigger when I talk alone? No. See, they're they still do. small. No, they're getting bigger. That's big lines. Well, I was talking louder. <laughs> when we used to record into the computer, though, the lines were much bigger. I don't know. It works good, though. It's good. So where were we? Well, I was telling the story of the... The, time, the way they found out. And I, I find it remarkable that... Um, <laughs> I really do. Because Chris was saying, uh, how could you have smoked pot in here? And I was saying how you guys didn't know anything about it. Well, because we're in Dave's childhood home. Have we established that already? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is where David was living for most of his life. Yes. Not, yeah. not at this point. It's not most of my life at this point. It's less than most of my life. Half of his life. <laughs> um, so yeah, but you're still living here sometimes. I stay here every other Friday night, and it's a pleasure for my father uh, until, to host me. Until I throw him out, yeah. No, <laughs> that was a joke. Please. <laughs> I, I, I come to make him happy. Yes, thank you. Um, no, that's the true. only reason. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many places want me to stay there? Um, no, but... Uh, I'll have, I say this, like... Because I wasn't... Chris was fucking smoking crack when he was 13. But when I was 13, I was a good boy. Um, and uh, I didn't have any drug issues. I first smoked weed and did acid when I was 17. And then I went to college and I smoked weed and did drugs at college. And when I would come home, uh, I would do drugs in my room. Uh, but they were out a lot. My parents like were at the theater and going out for dinner. And just, they would stay, they have a house upstate. I, I just had a lot of, I didn't feel like I had a lot of freedom, but I think I did. And um, and I didn't smoke weed while they were in the house. Only after they went to bed, and I would blow it out the window. And then um, uh, when I graduated, I wasn't on heroin until after I graduated high school or college. And when I graduated college... I was such a pot smoker, I kind of made it my business never to come home, uh, to live, because I didn't want to live in a place that I couldn't smoke weed, to be honest. Um, Because most people spend a few years at home after they get out of school. Did you? Uh, I didn't. And why not? Because I was in rehab. Yeah. So (laughs) my point is that uh, I stayed away once I was really doing drugs. 
and 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 I could stay away. Yeah. And I also like uh, I stayed at a family friend's house for a bit. I got an apartment, and then I had an apartment in this group of buildings that was super cheap because I my parents had put my name on the list when I was eleven years old. Now the first time, though, I went to detox. I was totally strung out on heroin and, and pills and weed, you know, but really it was heroin I went to detox for. Um, and I had the option of either telling my job or my parents about what was happening. And I don't know why I chose to tell my parents, because if I had told my job, the job would have legally been responsible to send me to a place, number one. I put myself into public detox. Yeah. Uh, and number two, uh, they they fired me for breaching contract because I was out of the office and detox. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I had gone to the, and also because I was a fucking horrible employee, I was a drug addict. <laughs> but I could have gone to them and they couldn't have fired me. It would have been illegal because I was a drug addict. Yeah. Instead, I called my parents. Um, they were at the theater. They were going out to the theater that night, and I was in Beth Israel on Sheridan Square on 15th Street, and uh, it was a messed up place. Yeah. Super scary place. So you called them after you already checked in? Yeah, maybe the second day or the third day. Okay. I was, like, nervous, and uh, I figured somebody had to well, know where What did was. you say? What was the first thing you said? I can tell you. Tell me, please. <laughs> first, let me say that we did not have a clue about anything. And this phone call that David is talking about was we were actually in bed, and the phone rings, and David says, I'm a heroin addict. That was the first thing he said? Pretty much. I'm in Stuyvesant Square, and, and I'm a heroin addict. I think he might have said, and this is what they told me to tell you this. Oh. <laughs> you did the cop out. <laughs> and, and anyway, yeah. listen, the whole, this whole thing. But you thing, guys showed up from the theater. No, we didn't. We yeah, Mom the was day. wearing the, the silk thing. and the, Sorry. Sorry. That's your, he knows. Sorry. <laughs> it was the only day I ever took off from school. I had like per, I had that's I, a lie right there. I, you me. never t- in fifty years of teaching, you never took a day. That was the only day. It, it was about four years in a row. I was never absent. I used to get these awards. <laughs> anyway, so the next day, mom and I we showed up there. I have never told anybody at school why I took that day off ever, even though they was asking and they were supposed to be able to, for me to say it. Never, never said a word to anybody. Mm-hmm. So look, dopey nation. I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue about David's addiction whatsoever, and that night was an absolute total shock. And not only was I so clueless, but the next day when we showed up there, and the doctor said something about uh, him being a, a heroin addict, I said, "All right, so then next week will be better." And he looked at me <laughs> as if I was nuts, and saying, "No, he's not going to be better next week." And of course, ten, eleven, twelve years later. We're still hoping for the best. <laughs> we're hoping for the best. At the no, now we're at 18 years later. 18 years later is even longer. Yeah. Wait, so but why did you think the theater? This just shows he's, how faulty you're thinking. He's wrong, is. number one. You're wrong. <laughs> I, I don't want to make a whole I'm thing. I'm inclined to agree with Dad, you know? Uh, that's fine. I'm, I'm yeah. inclined to agree with Dad also. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what actually happened, just because I remember it, and you don't. I mean, I... <laughs> Let's hear his version. All right, what's your version? Uh, I don't remember the... The, re, the, the only thing I remember is that uh, at around 9 o'clock at night... They showed up at Beth Israel. 
dressed up for the theater. Mom was wearing this silk fucking thing, and he was wearing a suit, and it was, uh, and I was like, you know, washed out in like a bathrobe and <laughs> pajama pants and the whole thing. <laughs> no, it could be. And we sat be. down in an office, and I was like, you know, on meds, and they were there, and it was really sad. Uh, and then we came the next day. Also. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Let me reconsider. It could be that David's right. It doesn't matter. It's not the point. It's irrelevant. <laughs> it's irrelevant. The point. The point is, is that it happened, and we were very, very shocked by it, and uh, that was a bad beginning. And things got a little bit worse after that. They got a lot but worse. But most importantly, he's never going to get that day back. From that school. you missed at work. They paid him for the day. <laughs> they give him tons of days of pay. Yeah, but his untarnished record. Just stop <laughs> it. The real point is this. That the next day, or the next, I was there for six days. And uh, it was scary because I had never been up against, like, the public, you know, public detox. Yeah, it's intense. And it, it was scary. That's the wor- that was the worst part in my active addiction was the places it took my parents for them to visit me. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but few, I remember... A few horrible places. Yeah. A few horrible places. No, the hospital was horrible. Oh, yeah, after the major seizure. Mm. After the major seizure, when I woke up in uh, St. Vincent's, and uh, and they told... And they, they had to do a... They had to check my brain, and my dad... Was <laughs> oh, yeah, you said it was... His brain shrunk. Brain was empty. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this <laughs> David has a holy brain. <laughs> when did you talk about this before? You talked about it. You said that your dad would always rub it in your face and say, your brain shrunk or something. No, my brain <laughs> shrunk a little bit, but holes. my dad is convinced that there are holes. And that's not true. The doctor said <laughs> that people who use MDMA uh, intensely get holes in their brain, but David, luckily, his brain only shrunk a little bit. That's what they said. <laughs> no, the, the doctor said that his brain was mush and it was filled with holes, and if he continued to do his drugs, it would get worse. And, and of I course did. he did. And I did. But, um, and, you know, but that's the nature, I mean, did you not have the same thing happen to you? What do you mean? I'm saying, have your parents show up someplace them tell them what's going on and you say it's going to get better and it didn't? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, every weekend. Um, anyway, I, uh, and I bounced around from place to place, you know, facility to facility with years or months or weeks in between depending on the year and I moved to California and it got worse. But I do remember when I sat down with the therapist at Stuyvesant Square and, uh, and she said... You're young enough and not far along enough in this thing that you can actually get out of it now. And and in my head that said to me, I have some time. <laughs> I have some time to use. You know, I can oh. do it. And and I think I probably used the day I left. Yeah. You know, if is there a point where it's too late? As somebody's when somebody I think reaches an as end? you get older it does get harder. I do believe that. I think there's a point of no return and those are the people for long term maintenance on the street or those are the people where it's like, okay, maybe you should go on Suboxone or Methadone forever and not even think about going off of it. When you're when you're fifty five, sixty and you're you're still going in and out of public detox and it's like, all right, let's just go but for it's permanent funny, maintenance there. Because when I was twenty three or twenty four, they were like you're still young enough to get out of this. You just have to make some changes. And when I was 35, 
They said, you're going to die. It, there's nothing you can do. You're end stage. Like the, yeah. like the difference was, and that was the first one and the last one. Yeah. You know what I mean? The last one I went to was seven years ago. Yeah. And, um, and they said, this is bad. You know, you're end stage. Like yeah. they never said that yeah. until this one. Until no, I know it was Mountainside. Yeah, it's funny because at Mountainside, that's where I met Dave. Yeah. The guy there, the the executive director, he said to me, I was meeting with him, and I was telling him my story and kind of trivializing it and laughing a little bit, and he said, "It sounds like this is your last chance," and he was serious. And I remember, I kind of laughed, and then like I left, and they were like, "Oh, what did Tim say to you?" And I was like, "Oh, he said it sounds like it's my last chance," and I like laughed, and then I was like. It's not that Maybe funny. Maybe it is. Right. <laughs> it's not that funny, and I be- I believe that, and I think that's the the advantage to having an inkling of maturity in sobriety is I do believe if I go back out that I'm gonna die and that this well, is my last chance. I don't think you really. believe I that. do believe that. I really, I really, I really don't <laughs> think that. It certainly is happening. Death has certainly happened to lots and lots of people. De- death is the norm for people who have Dave and I's history. And yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that. Yeah. And I think all parents are aware of that. That's, that's part of the deal. And so for years, I used and didn't do well, you know, didn't work uh, and used and, you know, just was on drugs. And my parents, my dad especially, was, how, you were doing horribly. I was a mess. And, and so what happened? Uh, they wouldn't let me visit David in one of the rehab places because I was not two together. So they said you have to go for you have to go to Families Anonymous and get some some support, and then we'll let you go visit if in fact you go get some support from Families Anonymous. Yeah. So it's FA, and uh, actually we went to a couple of places which were not good, but we went to an FA meeting and we met absolutely wonderful, wonderful parents and sisters and brothers of addicts. And it was a big, big, big help, a big, big, uh, big family. And everybody had horrible stories of their children or siblings or parents who had all sorts of horrible problems. And, uh, and it was, well, my wife, David's mother, who was the stronger one, and, and we got together. And we pretty, much, we pretty much said that we wouldn't ruin our own lives because of this horrible situation that David was in, um, that we were going to support him as much as we could, but we couldn't just go down the sewer because of him. Mm. Instead, they wound up square dancing with gay people in Times Square. (laughs) Which was really... That, well, that was later. No, that was later on. He no. said, "Fuck him." Let's dozy do. Mom, mom kept us going so that we we had a, a decent life. Of, but of course, well, how did the gay square dancing become part of your 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 now? Uh, the, the gay the gay square dancing was after, that was that was not part of any therapy. It I thought that part. was part of Families Anonymous. No, no, no. it wasn't. Of course not. I was must have been Families, Anonymous. <laughs> Families Anonymous has nothing to do with gay square dancing. But that, it was fun. And gay, by the way, square dancing is really, it's really difficult, yeah. and it's challenging, and it's sort of like a dying art. But let's get back to Dopey, because I really want to make a few comments about the Dopey Let's dopey hear it. You have the floor. I, well, the floor is, is that I think it's absolutely funny and hysterical sometimes. When? 
That's all when, when David you doesn't interrupt, that's <laughs> when it's really funny. You said you love it when I interrupt. Not when you always interrupt. And, and I go, bizarre. I, hate, I hate your bad language. It's just awful. Why, why you can't use a civil word instead of uh, the F-U-C-K word over and over again and worse words than that. Like what? It's not necessary. What's a worse word than that? I'm not going to say those worse words than that. And where do you think I, I developed this? Not from, from your mother, maybe. Not from me. <laughs> Uh, from your mic, yeah. Okay, so it's true. funny sometimes. Right, and of course I can't listen when you start telling the stories. Uh, that's the whole show. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the you part listen I don't to when we talk about, about setting up the mic? What yes, <laughs> that's the part I hear. I hear the music at the beginning, and I hear the, the shtick about setting up the mic, and then when you start telling the stories, I I say, I, I learned some things that I didn't want to learn about, and I found it to be horrible. Horrible stuff that my son did, which was mind-boggling to me uh, as a parent, that my son should be able to do things like that. Which I mean, what's should... amazing, though, is he says those things, and I say those things, and somehow... And by the way, Chris, you, you did worse, by the way, Chris. <laughs> somehow, it's helping somebody out there. Uh, about that? Listen, if, if that, that is hopefully... Absolutely wonderful. As a matter of fact, you guys owe that to the world to help somebody at this point. I think you should be helping. Where's people. the upside? You, you try <laughs> to get up and you just go down. You're like, no, well, the upside. It, <laughs> get them low. What is the thing? They don't don't use when that. You go don't low, we use go high. a T R U M P word to describe anything. When they get low, we get high. Here. What is it? I don't know. Yeah, this this episode is being uh, broadcast about a week and a half after Mr. Trump became president of the United States. It's not broadcasting; it's being recorded. Well, whatever we're doing here, and yeah. it's two and, weeks, and it's and I hope the country is in good shape when you hear this. Listen, the Dopey Nation has a lot of Trump <laughs> supporters in it, so let's just go easy on it. Well, I hope I hope he doesn't believe half the things that he said he was going to do. So we'll see. What about we the upside? Fairly non-political. I hope. I'd so. say we're both liberals, but we've. It's incredibly non-political. I we hope, don't care a lot. I That's hope, the problem. I hope he's mostly care. politically apathetic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope he becomes very, very successful president for all of the people. That would be a good wish. Listen, I, I think it would be just hilarious. Part of me, if what if he was just an amazing, amazing president? It's very possible. Why not? <laughs> I just think. It would well, be maybe funny. at this point he's impeached already. That's true. <laughs> I don't. Let's not get derailed on Trump. This I want to hear more. Right, so the, I, I, I want to hear more good things about the podcast. Uh, I I think he listened to an episode. He goes, David, this is fantastic. Which one was that? Uh, believe me, I don't remember which. No Levine. Oh, no Levine. That was pretty good. That was oh, respectable. That was, I like the one with the with the with the guy who jumped off the ship and he couldn't and he missed Todd. he missed the boats. No, the gay Todd. Uh, Todd. Yeah, gay Todd. Yeah, that was that was interesting. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, why do you think few... you like that one? Because he was a very likable storyteller. Yeah, and I wasn't listening to your stories. It was really good. So when you hear Chris's <laughs> stories, do you get upset too? Oh yeah, his stories are, <laughs> are awful, also. Uh, but it was and the stories of what you did with all the people that I know, like all, who, like Devin and Todd and and all these people that I know. Have you heard Todd's Collins? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, it's not good. No, it's not good. It's not good at all. Todd seems to be doing good though. Uh, I. You, you, he claimed he had, well, he said he had 30 days a little while ago. Well, that's wonderful, man. That's absolutely wonderful. So why do you have to curse so much? It beats me. <laughs> I don't think it's necessary. All the, all the world's greatest 
people who tell stories don't need to use foul language. I don't to tell need to. I just prefer to curse. I think it, I think it brings out a. Is that the stern part of you? I just I Is like it Howard. Why <laughs> did uh, my mother love to curse? True. She cursed in every conversation she ever had because it gets you excited while you talk. You curse a little bit, you get it's exciting, and you, it it does two things. It it makes the conversation more casual and more uh, emotionally charged. All right. And listen, if, if tell me, mom didn't curse constantly. And when I say constantly, I mean constantly. In appropriate places. Like, not in school, not with kids. Where's the kids? Not, not on a dopey podcast. It is appropriate to curse on dopey. No, not if, now, where do you think this show is going to go where maybe you would not be allowed to curse? I'm hoping parochial schools across the country. I doubt it. <laughs> um, we have one listener who thinks that within six months, now it's probably five months. It's like that, next week. Yeah, <laughs> that we're going to be doing, um, he said he's fully convinced that we will be doing doing seminars or what was he saying Seven. workshops or something no. throughout the country oh, that's, that's what he said no he said we should do performances he said that he thought he said that we would be doing performances with thousands of people Ooh, Billy Baru was it Billy Baru I don't well, know but, but Chris you, you were making a prediction that it would be 50,000 downloads by a certain date and when you it was, said it it was like 45,000 he was joking though no but it was turned out to it be was 40, this year yeah. it was just two episodes ago yeah or something it was a like good that. prediction but that wasn't my prediction I think this could thing. be 50,000 so, so on this one what are you Mother <laughs> Teresa the cursing bothers you that's yes. the thing you know the episode that bothered him more than it's amazing to me the episode that bothered him more than I wish they could see your dad's face more right than any other priceless. episode <laughs> the one that bothered him was Devin, because we oh, tell the story God. about robbing the record store. Oh, it's horrible. And that's the one that really, really, look at that face. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, to hear, to hear you stealing from stores, who, give me a break. Who taught you to do that? Where did you get the moral turpitude to pull off something uh, outrageous like turpitude. that? Turpitude. <laughs> well, that's a word. Listen, listen. I, 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 I'm sorry for what I've done. Um, I really am, but life takes you where it takes you, and uh, I I was young and stupid and entitled, and I don't like to blame you for uh, all of the horrible <laughs> things I did. But that's another thing. But about, obviously, about, about after meeting your dad, he clearly is not your dad's fault. It's, I can he, tell you that for sure. He's obviously <laughs> the one to blame for the thieving, the lying, the injecting drugs. If he hadn't been like this, so this I might have wound up. Totally different. Uh, Dopey Nation, don't listen to a word he's saying. He's absolutely what about all the good times, Dad? Can't you tell him about the good times? Oh, we had great times. Oh, I found the sled, by the way. Well, those were good times. <laughs> what are you, what's the name of the... Um, Flexible Fly. It's up at the lake. Well, what about the good times now? Don't you tell Dopey Nation all the good times we have now? Give me a clue. Just tell them about the good times. We've had, yes. It's been one of... Uh, uh, tell them, my, tell My granddaughter, David's daughter, is a joy, and it's just just wonderful, just wonderful. What about the, you and I, though? Let, let's all bullshit aside. Yes. We're all... What's a better word for bullshit if you don't like the language? Bull crap? Is that okay? Oh, you, I'm not <laughs> That's saying still bull a little risque. It's all right. Talk. Yeah. You're, not, you're not going to change We get strike. along better now... <laughs> Than we did when I was a kid. That's not... Well, let's put it in, you know, when you were a little... Post-17. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My, I am not saying we did Ever since he got... <laughs> yeah. Bob, no, number one, my father and I always got along. We always got along. When sure. I was at my worst, uh, I didn't communicate as much because I was all high. 
But like we always got along, and when I got sober, my dad's always been there for me. Yeah. He had no clue about any of it. He's very much like uh, absent-minded professor, man of the fifties type. He, when he tell me when when he smoked weed, what happened to you? I never smoked. You weed. You did it, Uncle Paul's. <laughs> I don't. Re- I think I inhaled the I smoke inhale. and fell asleep. That's I, I think I did what Clinton said he did. <laughs> you didn't inhale. My I did is, inhale from, from someone oh, else's smoke. Oh, my right. point is, and I fell asleep. That, that, was my, it. that me and him, my dad and I have a very good relationship, right or wrong. Yes, yes, yes. I love David. Yes. And and uh, I've been very much accountable and present and responsible for the past several years. Absolutely. Yes. Now, and I'm sorry that I've put you and mom and everybody in, in such horror show, but I, and I didn't feel like I really had a choice, you know? I, I mean, obviously I had a choice, but I was, you know, if, if addiction is a disease, I was fucking afflicted, man. Like, I just, like, it didn't seem like I had a choice. In, in that but process. now you have a choice. Yeah. Well, I so choose every. You choose recovery. I choose recovery every day. Yeah. yeah that's. A, and no, I think family members like to hear people saying that they're sorry when they're healthy. Obviously, yeah. it's hard to fit them. I mean, because you wouldn't believe them anyway when they said they. You were can sorry say you're before. sorry every day. Exactly. I, you would have been so upset if you saw Dave. His first few days at man at uh, <laughs> at Mountainside. Well, I took him there. Yeah, so. he, those first couple of days, he was just smitten, smoking cigarettes on the on the picnic bench with the big when smile was, on his face. When was I not like that there? The whole time you were like that. There. I'm just a happy go lucky. I was type. so I was such a miserable. I've been rehab so much. I didn't talk to anybody, and I just kind of sat to myself. And Dave comes up and just starts talking my head off and just pulls me out of my shell. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? But he was so happy and stuff that he really made my day there. The truth is I actually, I like rehab. It's a good time. Well, you shuffle around and you go to yoga and do meditation. Yeah, and he gets fed and he's, no, listen. uh, You don't have to work. It's all right. Meanwhile, the parents are taking a second mortgage out. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, meanwhile, ka-ching, 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 which is worse. So, so you're so you're saying that because I was smiling at rehab, he should be upset about that? I don't know. I thought that was going to work out better than it did. Well, it turns out that this last one maybe did work out. It well. did. It did. Dopey certainly wouldn't have existed without it. Yeah. All right. So, what are you guys going to do with this show thing or whatever this is? This called? episode or the show no, at large? This at large. At large? I don't know, Nothing. man. We're nothing. trying to get already. <laughs> we have no clue what we're doing. The one thing that we do. Well, it's obvious is we you guys do. have no clue. What we just do it. <laughs> that's the only thing we do is we do it. And that's just, the that's the real thing. Somehow, more and more and more and more people keep listening, which is shocking. It's just like Nike. Yeah. We just do it. <laughs> we just do it. We just do it. Yeah. Well, Nike did very well. You know, yeah, it's Nike funny. Well. It's funny though because people always are like. They, they they have ideas about what the show should be or what it shouldn't be or how to make something better. I remember Brad wanted to Do deal some. with the sound. I was like, listen, no, there's right. only one way that this show is going to I didn't like that happen. one at all. Which one? That oh, no. sound thing. He, he's talking about the ones with uh, John where, uh, where John was making was, beats. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Why? It didn't make any sense, and it wasn't entertaining, and it was it was puerile, whatever that's a word. Puerile. These are puerile turpitudes. Well, here the one thing we've realized from the show, which is very strange, is that there's no rhyme or reason to what people like. Somebody emails us that's and says they true. hate. Well, some people well, love certain episodes that no, we think nobody likes. That's not true. Likes. 
It's we haven't true. gotten diverse feedback about what people say is Don't their favorite episode. Your dad is case in point. No one said they liked the Todd cruise ship. He said he loved that one. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> but but the thing about it is that um, is that the one that everybody hates the most yeah. is the one where we keep saying this show sucks. This is the worst. That's one. like all of them. No, no you, did you, did, you did it on one show way too often. That which everybody nice. agreed. Yeah, this one does suck. Yes, <laughs> it's no good. Uh, and what's the other thing? This thing is when you two are your ADD, where you can't decide on what to do, and saying so. Chris says yes, I'm going to do that, and David says sure, do it. Then he says no, no, don't do it. Then Chris says yeah, I'm going to do that, and David says sure, do it. Then he says no, don't do that. <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, you make up your mind and do it or not do it. It and keeps <laughs> you on the edge of your seat. It makes me want to turn it off. Yeah. Um, you do. <laughs> as long as we record the download, everything yeah, is okay. As long as you click on it for at least three seconds. Listen, listen. Um, what would you have to say? What do you say to the Dopey Nation? Keep listening and maybe it'll get better. <laughs> I have an idea. Why don't, uh, why don't you read an email? Or I'll read an email. You have your phone? I got my phone. It's well, right I here. do like the, the, your song at the end. I, 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 I get... I break up with that all the He's time. an amazing like musician. That. Have you heard the full version when he said, I want to call my dad? Yeah, I it's know. It's so good. But you know how many people email us and say, can I have the full version to Dave's song? Three. And they don't know it's him. Three. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's three recently. There's been a lot more than three. And people don't realize it's him playing in the beginning, too. The intro is Dave. Did oh, really? Know? Yeah, did you know that? Yeah. Why the just, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. What's the, yeah. I, I actually heard I I went with with uh, the with my granddaughter and uh, and can I say uh, what the L word? Yeah, yeah. And Linda, and we went to hear Dave in a, in a nightclub in a, in the village. It was very nice, very nice. Hmm. You got an email? <clears throat> it's so hard for me to find stuff. Why? Yeah. Uh, because it takes me forever to keep talking. Though I'll find it while you're doing. What else it. you want to say, Dad? Uh, well, I I I think you should get maybe other people's stories also because you guys must be tired of telling your own stories. We've been getting lots of other. Stories. I have a long email. It's pretty risque. I don't know if and, your dad wants to hear. Yeah, read it. And I no, think you, you should get Rob Reiner involved. We tried. We tried. <laughs> we tried. Yeah. Yeah. Not we, not the N Reiner. The R Reiner. Rob Reiner's not interested. You know, Rob Reiner's interested in Trump. Rob Reiner's big push was going to do the. La- because you know, don't talk oh, about yeah, it. I gotta bleep that too now. Um, it doesn't matter. Just read the email, okay? This is now it's getting bad. Okay. Uh, well, this email is um, it's pretty long and it's rambly, but it's a lot of drug stuff. All right, great. You sure you want to hear it? You're, you're, no, go for it. All right. Maybe we should kick my dad off, Dopey. <laughs> you see, you're changing the subject. You see, you told him to read the email, and now. All you're, right. Okay, so this is from. Let me know if I've read this, too, when I started. This is from Rye, and the subject line is story time. Hey there, my name is Ryan. I actually live in upstate Albany, New York, and I've been listening... Which story is this? This is the one, this kid from Albany. But what's the story? He was like, uh, the cops were chasing him, and he had drugs. And he ate them or something. You sure you didn't read this? I don't know. Story time? It's It's from November 1st. No, you didn't. Yeah. Hey there, my name is Ryan. I actually live upstate in Albany, New York, and I've been listening to the podcast for a couple months now, and it's very interesting and funny. I really dig people's stories and their take on addiction. I was in active addiction for about 10 years. I've smoked crack in the project hallways, shot crack, dope in any bathroom you could, and when I got to the point where I felt I just couldn't make it to a bathroom, I just duck behind a building and get straight. 
I hear a lot of people talk about methadone, and I just want to touch on the topic. I feel that a lot of people think that their drug use is out of control and crazy, and they need methadone, but in hindsight, they pop hydrocodones and smoked a little weed. I'm not putting down anybody's drug use or glorifying people's extreme drug use. I'm just saying certain people might benefit from the maintenance program that actually need it. Through my years of active addiction, I've been to about 13 detoxes, 10 to 12... Is this your friend? No. I don't know who this is. His name's Ryan. Or Rye. I've been to about 13 detoxes, 10 to 12 30-day programs, numerous halfway houses slash supporting livings, etc. I've been through a lot in my active addiction, from sleeping in the project hallways to sleeping behind Dunkin' Donuts in a sleeping bag. When I say I was homeless for eight months, I mean like homeless homeless. Granted, it was my own fault that I put myself in that situation, but I feel it makes me stronger and more knowledgeable for real-life experiences, I'd like to think. I've been through things people read about, but my take on methadone is it's a very useful tool, and I feel like if you use it properly, it can work. I was on Suboxone for a while for, a while for multiple years. I just ended up selling them at the end to buy dope. When people buy them for $20 a piece, it's kind of hard to say no. They also work, but what people don't realize is when you get on Suboxone, you're pretty much coming off the streets in heavy addiction, so it's very easy and tempting to sell them. That's why I found that methadone is very helpful, that it's administered every day by a nurse, and it's a pain in the ass to go to the clinic. But yes, it helped me stay clean for a year now. I've been doing really well on it, and I've actually earned take-homes, but in my mind, I feel that the rest of my life, in my mind, I feel this is something that I might be on for the rest of my life, and when someone makes a decision to get on methadone, they should be at that point too. I felt that this is my last chance to stay clean because I tried everything else. There's no periods in this for everyone also. This is why it's hard to read. Um, Well, I guess I have a story that I thought was pretty good and I thought I would share with the Dopey Nation. Well, it all started with this woman named Michelle, who was a prostitute, junkie, crack-smoking whore. I'm sorry, Alan. This is pretty... No. <laughs> it, it was, why are you sorry? Because right. she's a prostitute, junkie, crack-smoking whore. All right. No, I, I, that's not cursing. That's not the bad language. That's reality. Okay. Uh, well, one night, Michelle... This is the prostitute, crack-smoking whore. Well, one night, Michelle calls and says Perry isn't picking up his phone, and Perry is our drug dealer slash middleman. He used to be very consistent with having weight until he kept dipping into his own stash and fucking up the packages, so finally they cut him off, which then he became the middleman. Anyway, so she calls asking if I can get her something. I said, sure, absolutely, which anybody in the game knows is you charge more and get one off the top. So I drive to pick this scab face whore up in my girlfriend's car, (laughs) and, and we drive over to where Perry lives, and I park about three seats over because I told her we are meeting somebody else. I cop, and as I proceed to jog back to the car, I was trying to be as quick as possible because I didn't want her to think I was seeing the person we both know. I turn the corner and see five or six police officers. By the time I noticed, it was too late. I turn the corner, and it was like I hit a brick wall of pigs. I remember I heard, look what we got here, boys, as they proceeded to ask me questions and saying that because I was out of breath that I looked like I just took a hit of crack. I said, no, it's just cold out and I'm just trying to get back home. They handcuff me and they proceed to pat me down and find a hypo. Then they ask me questions asking where the drugs are at. I said, I don't do drugs, I have diabetes. I have this bright idea that I would tell them it was in my shoe, so I flung my shoe, which they was then in turn they looked while searching i quickly put my hand in my pocket 
and grabbed the four bags of dope and palmed them. They were still bringing me to the jail for the needle. They call the paddy wagon before they come and pick me up for some strange reason. I tucked the bags in my boxer line before I got to the van. So now we were driving down the road and trying to wiggle my jeans so the bags fall out so maybe they just stay in the van and I don't get caught with them. Finally, two bags fell out. I proceeded to fall on the ground in the back of the wagon and put them in my mouth and start chewing frantically. Next thing I know, I hear 10-7. This is 20. He just put something in his mouth. And the next thing I know, they slam the bricks. I get ripped out of the back, luckily. I was just able to swallow them before they start choking. Me saying, spit it out, spit it out. When they put me back in, I was thinking to myself, I hope maybe the other ones fell out when I'm outside fucking me up so I get two of them down without them catching me. So I thought maybe the last one fell out and... I was good to go. As I'm walking into the police station, they say they're going to strip search me. I'm going in the back and I'm taking my clothes off and they're shaking on and they're shaking them and nothing's coming out. I get down to my boxers and I'm like, oh, maybe it fell out. Maybe it didn't fall out. You know, I thought it was a possibility. As I pull down my boxers, I hear plastic. It was the bottom of the cigarette pack that... The cellophane, I forgot that I put my Suboxone in my underwear in the hiding spot where I always keep them just in case they were old pills, not the new ones. <laughs> like, this guy's writing is a total mess. Uh, again, this is all one sentence. And sorry, sir, I do not have something. It's Suboxone as I pulled off my underwear. The last bag fell out that I thought might be gone, and the cop goes, oh, yeah, that looks like Suboxone. The fucking asshole throws my underwear to the side, not actually searching the underwear. So he tells me they told me to put my clothes back on. Meanwhile, the Suboxone is still in the gooch pocket of a boxer briefs. And I go into the holding cell, and the whole time I was thinking to myself, should I flush it in the toilet so I don't get in trouble? But I figure, like, if I'm getting locked up, then I'm going to need it. Finally, I see the judge, and I'm released on my own recognizance. All I was thinking about was my girlfriend's car and the prostitute that was in it. I call her up, and she said she left the car there but had the keys, of course. You didn't believe me that I was arrested. She didn't believe me that I was arrested, but I have the paperwork to show her. But, of course, my girlfriend had to work at 7 in the morning. I didn't actually get released until 10.30 a.m. I mean, that's just one of the many crazy stories addiction gave me. Also, you can use my first name. I don't mind, but please leave the last name out. Did you guys follow that? No. <laughs> I did a little bit. You want to tell us what happened? I didn't really could get you, it. Could you make summarize it in, uh, in two sentences? So he had a few bags of dope. This was the genius part. He had a few bags of dope in his uh, back pocket. He sees a bunch of cops. The cops handcuff him and are going to search him. And he takes his shoe and he kicks it off over that way. So the cops go after the shoe. And when they go after the shoe, he reaches with his handcuffed hands in his back pocket and pulls the bags out. And then he tried eating a couple of them. Some fell out. Then he went to jail. I couldn't really make up the so rest. So did he it's have confusing. the dope in the end or he didn't? I don't know. He just had the suboxone <laughs> in his underwear. That was a bad email. We need to groom through our emails a little better. I feel like that had a capability of being great. but It had some – it's not bad. Yeah. That was fine. I felt, for some reason, I felt bad reading that in front of you, Alan. No, well, I think it was just, it was too long, but it certainly made the effort of communicating with you guys, which is, I guess, what your part of the show is to do. They're not all like that. That's a more depraved one. You were looking for one, do so you, you think could bring he, the no, dope. No, it's just so reading something. Do you think something. this this person is okay now? I he, mean, he what's this he, thing with this methadone? Isn't that also being on drugs too? Yeah, I mean, it's a hot topic. So he said in the email in the beginning that he's been on it for a year. Um, methadone is good 
when it's good. Yeah. Methadone is good if you actually do it as prescribed. You don't take other drugs, and, and you're not uh, a menace to society. And you're not taking 140 milligrams. And you're not supporting any criminal act. Yeah. Some some terrible. I person. I said a lot of really bad stuff about methadone on Dopey because I had, I was on methadone for yeah five or six years. And I did it just to make sure I wouldn't, because I couldn't really afford heroin every day. So I made sure that uh, I wouldn't get sick. But it wasn't like to get better. It was just to it, it was, subside. It was to it was to keep me keep it moving. You know what I mean? I wasn't ready to stop doing drugs. Uh, so when I hear methadone, I'm like, these guys aren't ready to stop doing drugs. But in reality, there are people on methadone maintenance who are doing a billion times better than they were doing on heroin. And then there are people that uh, actually take it as prescribed and don't do other drugs and go to work and support their families and are members of society. But uh, but it is a drug. It is a drug. And it doesn't work for me. I don't think it works for Dave either. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We well, are, uh, never worked for me. That's crystal for sure. clear, nothing. Huh? We can't take anything. When you that's, say crystal, do you ever think about that your name is Chris? Like you have a crystal Chris in your brain? No. You never considered Chris and Here's Crystal? There's the ADD. I was, I was thinking, you, you, you said Crystal, when we were recording on Long Island, you said something about Crystal, and, and I had that in my head. The question, did you ever try Crystal Pepsi? No. No, I did never you? did either. I see pictures of it online sometimes. What is it? It's clear Pepsi. It looks disgusting. <laughs> it looks pretty gross. It's gross. Did yeah. you drink Zima? No, I miss Zima. Disgusting. I miss Zima. Well, I Crystal guess Pepsi. Zima was out for a while. Um, Heineken Light, miss that. Oh, is, we have some out here. Oh, okay. You good. want a beer, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, no, so, David, alcohol, you wouldn't drink alcohol either because you don't like alcohol. I never had a thing with alcohol, but I don't. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make you do anything else. I, I, if I drank a beer, I probably would run out of the house naked, <laughs> find the quickest dealer I could find. Beat the shit out of him, take his dope, <laughs> run home, throw you out the window, go downstairs, <laughs> buy a syringe, come back upstairs, get high, and then drink another Heineken Light. And right. then you'd have to miss work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're joking, though. I don't, I don't. I don't think I have an issue with alcohol. I don't I, think you do either. But I don't. But drink. he's alert. I think he's so. In the big book for AA, they say um, they call alcoholism an allergy, and they're saying it, they define allergy as an abnormal reaction. So. Dave actually has, I think, an allergy to alcohol. Well, Not as defined in the big book. He actually gets, like, sick. But you know? his mother could not drink uh, alcohol because she did... Uh, well, she would get, get a rash. She would get a rash. But for me, yeah. like, I always wanted to enjoy alcohol. I just didn't. You yeah. know, like, I would go to get drunk, and I would drink, like, two or three drinks, and I would get shitty drunk, and uh, but I'd get tired, and I hated... The way it made me feel. See, I'm uh, could be a gutter Irish bum alcoholic, like plastic bottle vodka in the morning. Like, yeah. it resonates with me. I just couldn't do it, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I mean, but on, on the same page though, considering that I didn't like it, like why would I have a beer socially? Yeah, why would you? <laughs> because do I don't like it. Yeah, you know, I used right. to like force myself to drink because but, people drank, but I don't like it. Yeah, you know, isn't nicotine a drug also? It's not really, I mean, technically you could say it's mind or mood altering, but the reality is some of these other drugs like nicotine or sugar and stuff like that, 
you're not going to do the you know crazy things to support that addiction. So those might fall on you mean like the buy spectrum. It. You mean like sort of buy cigarettes is the crazy thing you would do to support the system? <laughs> Dad, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're ruining, I, I'm you're ruining I'm the show. <laughs> <laughs> there right. is some correlation that actually shows people who smoke cigarettes have higher relapse rates. Um, I guess but it's correlation causation. That. that doesn't necessarily oh, mean so, nicotine. Somebody is. just mentioned that people that the all these rehab places that allow people to smoke are just causing it making it more difficult for the people to to get Well, there's get, two theories. <laughs> there's the theory you really want him to quit, don't you? <laughs> well, I want the, 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 just like any addiction, he, when he wants to, he will. Yeah. Well, so there's two theories with the smoking thing. It's is that like, true by the way? He he, uh, he I, I just so you know I took him to the vape shop and we bought him a vape to switch because I used the electronic cigarette and he did it for like two days and lost it. He he had many of them already. So yeah. like, he's lost. I haven't had a cigarette in years. Actually, you barely I smoked. Yeah. You never even smoked. You smoked like I drank. Yeah, basically. Well, yeah. All right. So anyway, so when it happens, it happens. But it's just getting me. It's getting me nervous because of um, too many people. You know, dying from cigarettes rather than anything else too. I mean, one step at a time. I understand. Does okay. anybody else smoke in your family? Is your sister? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. You guys are destroying <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That was too yeah. serious. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, what about uh? What? That's it. We're done. We're done. This is done. You know what I'm gonna do? Read an iTunes review of the week. Close out. I'm gonna oh, read the. I'm gonna play the full version of Good So Bad, the one where he mentions my dad. Fine, do it. No, but wait, but, but why is that? I mean, well, I just like it because why is it in the song? Yeah, that's could you say anything positive? Dad runs bad. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like uh, the idea, and it's funny that we actually bring you with this because the the you guys will hear it again if you haven't heard the full version. He says, "I want to call my dad. I want to call my dad." And then earlier in this episode, we heard how Dave either could have called his work when he had his addiction or call his dad. No, and he was, called I, his dad. It was not, it was, I, what? I mean, did, did you actually really know the legal, the legal thing at that point? I didn't know. Of course not. No, I, think, I only no. knew the ADA yeah. legal thing years after I got yeah. sober. No, I didn't know. If I had known, I wouldn't have called you guys. <laughs> you know, I would Don't have tell him that. Tell no, him but he would have agreed that it would have been smarter to call yeah. the job. I would have kept the fucking job. I was making well, a fortune. And it would have gotten help too. I mean, oh, yeah. On the, on the other side, yeah. I would have gotten help. But um, the I want to call my dad was because uh, it was a song about getting high in a way. It was about like you're you're living badly, but you want to be living good, and and you want to be good at what you do, but you also just want to be good. And then when you're doing really bad, like when things are bottoming out, you you want to call your parents or something. So that's what I well in in David's apartment there were things scrawled all over the walls about. You know, trying to stop. I, I need to stop this. I need to give it up. I need to. He had what written, stuff he'd written. Yeah. Really, oh, oh, I don't recall this at all. I've never heard that before. And there was had had. I even bet you the notebooks are here. He had notebooks filled with all sorts of different things that he was writing. A lot of gibberish and and, <laughs> and stuff of pain, real pain. I bet you there's some gold in that gibberish, though. Doubtful. Well, well. Anyway, it's here. Um, so you're going to play the whole version? Yeah, we're going to play the whole version, but we'll close it out with it. We can 
I can play it for you again. Play it. Do an iTunes review. I'll do one. Yeah, I got one. the iTunes review. So, right. me. are you getting more more things on? Why is it only i iPhone thing? Can't you get it on any kind of uh, any kind of uh, yeah uh, medium? I, we like to on the iPhone. We yeah, you can get it on you a bunch it. of different stuff. But we like doing the iTunes uh, uh, iPhone. Most well, like wait, hold on. What's the no? It's on iTunes iTunes has the reviews on it. None yeah. of the other things have They reviews. do, but just people don't use them a lot. And plus, like, 60% of our listens come from iTunes. And iTunes is a big deal, and Yarn isn't. But the, you can't write a review on the website? Uh, we don't have a website. I thought you had a dopey website. We don't. We, if we had a website, it would definitely of, be a dopey of, website. Yeah, it, was, it would be very dopey, but... Don't you use any of these, whatever, modern things? Like we need websites? a website. You know how right, to make I websites got one. Do I know how to make a website? Yeah. No, you should get a spider or something. Oh, yeah, I got one. Should I read it? That's a horrible joke. Did you hear his joke? What was it? To build a website, you need a spider because a spider (laughs) spins a web. (laughs) You'd have to explain the joke. (laughs) Um, Okay, read the review. Okay, the review is Dopey (laughs) is the Bomb from Dave Goose. And uh, he said... I love this podcast and listen to it daily. I'm also beginning to communicate with both Chris and Dave, which is cool to be able to do. These dudes both complement each other perfectly, which in turn leaves us listeners with, a, with hilarious stories, true insight, and all-around good old entertainment. Keep up the good work, boys. iTunes Review of the Week. And I just want to express a sincere gratitude for everybody that listens to our podcast. It's really amazing that somebody does that. Anybody does that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And if anybody has a question for Alan, you can email us at dopeypodcast at gmail.com and we will forward it along to him and give you his response. Is I that all right? Say, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's okay. <laughs> this, this episode has made me incredibly uncomfortable. I liked it. I think it was good. I think we needed this. This is good. What do we need it for? Because it's got some more background on you. Well, yeah, this is very real. There's a, there's a, I have tons and tons of stories that I did not like what? <laughs> you know, well, maybe a different episode. Like some what? Other You're time. not coming on again. You might as well get it out now. <laughs> no, we only have two and a half minutes left, so I'm not going to say anything. All right. Dopey Nation, stay strong. Toodles. You got anything to say? Uh, it was a pleasure being here with you guys, and I hope this is a major, major success, and you help tons and tons of people. That, that would, would be good. That would be wonderful. We hope we help tons of people, too. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. I want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. And I want to take a ride up in the sky. Watch this airplane just pass me by. And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I want to be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad I wanna be good, so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand Shadow's getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand
Wisconsin, city far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find, and I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be good so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad. And it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And these suckers make me mad. And I wanna call my dad. And it's all I ever had. 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 And these suckers make me mad. And it's all I ever had. And I wanna call my dad. And it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had.